They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host for tonight, Alo Aaron Lloyd, and. Look what the fuck happened to me. I'm joined by Ek to fly Eric Trembicki, Josh Prepagina. I, I I can't believe it. I, 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 can't, I, can't, I can't believe it. Be back in the saddle. I, I cannot believe it. I, I really can't. Uh, this this brings a tear to my eye. It really does. This might be the greatest moment, moment of my life. It really will. All right. So uh, how you guys been? I haven't I haven't seen you guys on this on my computer screen in months. We are we good. here. We good. We here. We're here. All right. Not so, there. Still here. Okay. Always so, ready. So let's catch up a bit. So, in your guys' hiatuses, what have you guys been watching anything lately? Oh yeah, you know, uh, staying up to date on AEW. Um, trying to keep up to date with New York as much as I can. Seeing all the uh, the uh, biweekly pay per views. Yeah, I think the last time me and Alo talked, I, I was like, yeah, I don't know how much New York I'm going to watch. And uh, I don't think that habit changed, but I've definitely been paying more attention to uh, AEW. That's like must-see TV every week. All right, now, now I'm going to put this in here now because this is also going to be a reminder to me. But um, I'm not sure if you guys have known about this either. But have you guys heard or se- heard about or seen You Cannot Kill David Arquette? The documentary. I, ha- I actually tried to watch it this past Friday night, and um, my TV was acting up. I, I tried ordering it, and I think it was just something I didn't have my new card registered on Amazon. So, no, I'm, pr- I'm probably going to watch it Friday night this week. Have you watched it? No, not yet. I have not. No, not yet, because um, I was off yesterday, and I meant to do it, but I, I ran out of time. And... uh. So I, that's why I'm bringing it up now, so I don't forget. So when I listen back, I'll remember. But I heard great things about it, and we all we all know basically what he went through a couple of years ago when he got back into wrestling. But there's also also things that we don't know that I found interesting. I heard about a review on, on another podcast that I listened to. So I'm definitely interested to see what it's about. I mean, how two, everything two goes. Two years ago from yesterday, me and him got tatted together. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, we saw him at House of Hardcore. You got you got the classic X selfie with him. Looking like twins. It's, it, 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 uh, all in weekend, selfie with Adam Cole, House of Hardcore, on a really fun day, really bad night for me. I got a selfie with David Arquette. Those are really like my, I think those are my only wrestling selfies. Yeah, and they're all, and they're all on bad nights. <laughs> Where shit Adam happened. Adam Cole wasn't a bad night. <laughs> I mean, I lose those shirts, but I finished that night pretty cool. One night in Schaumburg, if you know, you know. I you, love that post. Tr- trust me, you don't want to know. <laughs> all right, it's a movie. All right, so, uh, all right, so there was a pay per view this weekend. Tell me, I'm about to get with David Arquette. We're about to produce that movie, One Night in Schaumburg. Oh, oh. God. so. So, like I said, I'm going to make it a point to watch it and bring a, have a review next week. It's on Amazon Prime and Apple TV for, uh, I believe, I believe it's $6.99 on Apple TV. Uh, I'm not sure how much it costs on Amazon, but I'm definitely going to look into watching that. So, WWE did have a pay-per-view again this week. It was WWE Payback. I'm not sure how much of this show that you guys actually took and, and took over the weekend. So, I'm not going to go through the whole spiel because this is about this show's all about um, AEW All Out, but... 
give me your quick thoughts on payback. What do you guys rate it? And just give me some thoughts. Um, uh, kind of hard for me to give it like, I guess, cause I'm on the spot. I really wasn't thinking about rating it. Uh, I enjoyed it overall. I'm kind of indifferent if I like these short and sweet shows. Like it was like, what, just over or just under two and a half hours. Um, it, it got the point across for a couple of things. I kind of wanted a kind of like a, a little more of a definitive, um, I don't know, the whole play out on the women's tag team championship match, I would have wrote that differently and better in my humble opinion. Um, I, I um, The Orton Cliff Lee match I enjoyed. I'm glad Roman's got Cliff the Lee. title. I like the uh, alignment. Uh, <laughs> I like the alignment with Heyman, but... Aside from that, though, the one other thing, and, you know, haven't been on the show for a good while, um, one other storyline I've been really enjoying in New York right now, borderline a, um, what, are they, what do we call that? It's almost like a, a bad pleasure, but I, I'm happy Bobby Lashley won the U.S. title. I was pissed MVP didn't win it the, the week prior. MVP's like the top three most enjoyable things I see in New York right now. Top three, easily. It's the most entertaining thing I see in that show. Yeah, Payback, everything was good to great. Uh, it's going to be a hard-to-beat show, like, because I think the length really helped it, like Eric said, and the finish to the women's tag match, put that on the list. I love that finish <laughs> so much. Like, and, then, uh, I, and it, let me not describe it. I'm sorry, the finish was cool. I just... I think the direction they could go with Bailey and Sasha, I just, or I wish I would have got some more of that right then and there. Yeah, I agree with that. But Roman, obviously my highlight of the night. It's good to see him back. Um, I like that that he's like he just came out in his t-shirt because I I didn't get a chance to get on last week, but I was talking to Pash after the fact, and I was telling him like, yo, if Roman just comes back in the same vest and gear. It's like almost all for nothing. Like this whole change, and he just comes back in that vest again. It's like, all right, we get it. The WWE is this marketing machine. I think he needs to come back with like a really different look in his ring gear. Like he already is more muscular. You know, he's got the fresh grill. Just like switch it up, put something else on. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I thought it was a solid show myself. I thought they made Keith Lee look like a star, making quick work around New York. And I believe the match went six minutes long, but they made you forget about the loss the next night when Randy when, when and they still made Keith Lee look strong because Randy hits the RKO on Keith Lee and ends up pinning, but still ends up pinning Rollins from Keith Lee's power bomb. And I thought the match Keith or Cliff. Cliff. My fault. All right, keep <laughs> the tag match with Rollins and Murphy against uh, Mysterio and Dominic. I thought that was the match of the night. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have been listening to to my one man shows, but you guys didn't like the Sasha and Billy direction. I love it because this is exactly what needs to be done. Because I'm not also not sure if you guys have been keeping up with what's going on on a weekly basis as well. With as far as the little things, so a couple weeks ago on us uh, on SmackDown before SummerSlam. When Sasha and Billy they had those beat the clock challenges, and Sasha was so ha- happy that she got to face Oscar second. And basically, I'm not sure if you guys have caught up on SummerSlam either. So Oscar and Bailey ends one ends one way, 
and then Sasha and Oscar ends the same kind of the same exact way, but with a different outcome. And then at the end of that match, you see Sasha screaming Bailey's name as she's in the Oscar lock. But this this feud had had so many layers. So I thought they I thought these two women they've had the best summer of all women. Yeah, oh, and like so, I said I'm like I said once again I'm not sure if you guys have been listening to the one man shows, but. Sasha and Bailey, they've had so many layers. So basically, they were the tag team champions, but they also had feuds on Raw, NXT, and SmackDown. So every time they were there, nothing was wasted. And they basically laid the seeds for everything to actually happen. You know, I believe the dirt sheets are saying that Naomi's going to be the next one to face Bailey because she got that win over Bailey on SmackDown a couple weeks ago. So we're going to see what happens with that. And I'm not sure if we're going to end up getting Sasha versus Bailey at Hell in a Cell, but. After the tag match, you saw Sasha kind of scowling at Bailey, and then she's on social media saying, "I didn't tap," you know. So, unfortunately, SmackDown is tomorrow um, on Friday night, and we're not sure what, what we're actually going to get out of these women and see what the confrontation is going to be. But I'm actually looking forward to it because at this point, Sasha has no belt, and it's going to be interesting to see who's actually going to be the heel going forward. And Bailey forward. had that dig at her on Monday. Yeah, so I, it's interesting to see who's going to have all the um, who's going to be the heel in the situation. I think the person will be Bailey because she can actually belittle Sasha because. Bailey's the one that actually has the title left, and then we actually get finally get the real Sasha Bailey feud. But I thought this feud, I think this story has been excellent. And when the matches start to start to happen, I think the matches and the stories will be in the rivalry will be actually excellent as well. Nice jacket, and um, also Biggie. I thought Biggie and Sheamus had a really good match too. And uh, I'm 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 excited for Biggie's little his single run. But the big story over the weekend from Friday going into Sunday was Roman Reigns and. Uh, He's aligned himself with Paul Heyman. And I thought SmackDown ended perfectly with Roman saying, that's a spoiler, and the camera pans to Heyman. So, oh, so good. Prep hit on it for a second. Here's his face reactions that even were really good on during all that. Yeah, so Prep kind of hit on it first. So, I'll let Prep elaborate. What are your thoughts on Reigns with Heyman? Now, you know, if you go back in the history of this podcast, like I'm not like the biggest Heyman guy. Um, I don't hate him. I was just like, you know, with Brock, it's like same old thing. So I think this is like perfect scenario. It's uh, it's something different for both those guys. And I think Roman's going to benefit a lot from having Heyman there. Uh, I heard somebody compare it to like a punk situation. Like I'm not saying that Roman is as good as punk on the mic. But, like, star-wise, like, yeah, it does make sense. Like, as a star, Roman really doesn't need Heyman. But Heyman is going to add so much to the act. So I agree with everything Prep just said because there's – you're not, not going to have – you know, obviously it, it, the comparison with Punk is there. Now, Roman's not known for being good on the mic, but supposedly I read a sheet saying that He's not going to be saying these corny lines no more. He has more creative control. And it's, you know, since he's got an edge to his character, it's kind of whatever he's feeling, whatever he wants to do. But what I also, a comparison I kind of saw, I kind of was like thinking of this as more of like uh, Heyman with like Big Show or Heyman with Angle because this is a former world champion. Like he's already lining himself up with somebody who's a former world champion. The minute he lines himself right up, boom. He's a world champion again. And I just think the whole edge to it is cool. I agree with what Prep said earlier also. I mean, yeah, like the, the character, I won't care if he goes out there and wrestles in the T-shirt and, like, if the gear stays the same. 
But if he ever puts the vet, like if the lower half stays the same and the t-shirt's there or he goes shirtless, I'm here for it. If he ever goes back to the vest, not, unless it's like a baby face run, there, there's no point in it, to my opinion. I also just think this multi-million dollar company, how could they not come up with new music already? Like, I'm sure he'll come up like in like two or three weeks by, from now. He'll have a different tune. But I don't know why that, why they couldn't just like, I don't know. You know, they changed, they changed Keith Lee. He out there on NXT two days later, he's on Raw, new music. Why couldn't they do it for Roman for his heel run? Well, the well the Keith Lee thing. I'm not sure if you've seen this. That's the rumor is the fact that the band, yeah, the copyright because of the band, the the group that created his music left the company, so they're quote unquote distancing themselves from them. But like Prep said, uh, I think Roman should change his gear, kind of strip him down a bit to every to everything that so he could be nothing that we knew of. But I thought the way he won was the biggest dickhead move you could actually pull. And it was actually pretty logical, too, because he actually saved that match because that match was going nowhere fast. But also, it's not like I'm I'm, I'm going to prep. Did anybody else pop when he walked away with the title? Like, I miss him, like, holding the title like, on his <laughs> back like uh, that. I don't know. I just like those little things about him. Like, when he does stuff like that, I do pop. So Yeah, and I, I'm in the same boat with you, pro. I'm not, like, the biggest Heyman guy, but... Like, I I love the pairing. It's like it, it's kind, it's not on the same level as this, but it's kind of reminiscent of Austin joining Vince. You know, like these two these two guys have been a pain in each other's ass for years, but they finally come together and have a common ground. And I'm at, and I, like I said also about the Sasha and Bailey feud. I'm kind of upset that SmackDown hasn't happened yet because we haven't heard from these guys. And I would love to actually hear from these two, like why they're together, and we'll have to actually see what happens with that on uh on SmackDown Friday night. And also I'm excited for Hill Roman Reigns because you actually see. New matchups, like you, for example, you can get him with a, a newly single run Big E and against a Matt Riddle. So there's a lot of things you got to do with a heel Roman Reigns at this point. Now for AEW, it's all out this weekend. We'll start at the top of the show card with the AEW World Title match. John Moxley's defending against MJF. MJF 2020, he's been excellent uh, throughout the year. He's been incredible. My favorite thing about AEW personally is, and WWE's done a better job at this is that AEW has a lot of layers to their stuff, and then also AEW has less pay-per-views. So everything goes, every story in AEW, it stretches out a longer period of time, and everything means something at the end. And this is the same thing with, this is an example with MJF. Now, MJF's been involved in two of the best feuds of the year with Cody and Mox, in my opinion. And uh, MJF campaigning for the Paradigm shift to be banned, I think it's incredible, and Smart Mark Sterling has been an unsung hero as the lawyer in this. Uh, so, what have you guys thoughts been on Moxley and MJF? I'm I'm here for it. It's a interesting pairing. Uh, it it was a feud you didn't really see coming. It's almost like one of those like you didn't know you needed. Um, you know, Mox is such a good babyface in AEW. Excuse me. Meanwhile, uh, MJF is just like one of the best heels worldwide right now. Um, I'm looking forward to the match. Looking forward to how I, I wonder if it's gonna go past this weekend. I see Moxley retaining, but it's definitely – it doesn't – MJF's so good on the mic, and despite, like, not having a long list of accolades, he he fits the role where it's like, wow, you know, he's got this entourage, like maybe he could win. So it doesn't feel like it's really a filler storyline to me. Maybe it's just because I'm enjoying the uh, – I'm invested and I'm a fan of both. But I'm looking forward to it. It doesn't feel like it's, like – 
some non-quality main event. It's a it's a clash of styles, which I'm looking forward to because like Moxley the brawler versus um, MJF like the just the wrestler. Like, that's, <laughs> he's not. He's, he's he's a creative pro. Yeah, he's not. But he's not like the most like fantastic wrestler. Like he he shines on the mic, but what he is good at is being a shit heel, like a chicken shit heel. So I can't wait to see how he tries to outsmart Moxley and um, hopefully by the end how Moxley can like kind of overcome it because they haven't really had a feud right that lasted more than one pay-per-view cycle nope so maybe this should be the one that kind of goes a little longer because I do like the idea of MJF eventually becoming the champion but I don't know if All Out is actually the place now, you hit on something right there about basically having a longer feud because this is the one thing about those whole uh, AEW win-loss record things kind of always comes into play. I think Mox would still be in contention because I, he's only lost like what, what, once or twice this year, I believe. So I guess if he takes the L, he still can be considered the number one contender in the rankings. But that that's the interesting thing. But I'm going to pick MJF who, to, win, to win the title. Who are you guys going with? I'm going with Mox. Yeah, I'm going Mox as well. Like, like I said, I, I'd like to see MJF win, just because it's different. He is a, uh, he is someone that we have seen on the Indies a lot, so it would be cool, and it would be, I guess, the first like indie star, like non WWE ex WWE star, right, to win the title. To win a, uh, to win a male singles title. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, so another, like, one of my thoughts on it, and, you know, this is, like, typical, like, uh, Mark fan thinking, but it's, like, one of those, like, I don't know, everyone's questioning, like, when is the world going to get us act back together, you know, six months, six plus months during quarantine, coronavirus season, whatever, AEW slowly got fans coming back. I just kind of look at it, like, I feel like Moxley's done a good job as champion, and he... He won the title right before the quarantine started. I feel like he should be the champion the whole way through pandemic and back to when the world's normal. I feel like that like WWE is doing the same thing with Drew McIntyre. Like they don't care if the universal title flip flops like five times during quarantine, but like you're gonna remember that McIntyre won it at the beginning of the pandemic and he's gonna he keeps it the whole way through. And I just feel like they're going to give Moxley that same respect. All right, so two for Mox, one for MJF. The AEW tag team titles are on the line. Hangman and Adam Hangman Page and Kenny Omega defending against FTR. This has also had a long build. It also has layers as well. It also involves Bye. the Young Bucks. And uh, FTR aligned themselves with Tully Blanchard. Hangman costing the Bucks a chance at the tag titles and being kicked out of the Elite. And tonight, Kenny left Hangman hanging in the ring alone, no pun intended. And also, the question over this entire thing is, who's turning, Kenny or Hangman? Your guys' thoughts on this entire thing? Damn, I never thought of, like, Kenny turning. I, I literally, as he said it, I was like, whoa, what do you mean? Kenny's yeah. not turning? Yo, that's a curveball. I wish I... I just wish I didn't come on the show. I didn't even think about that. How speechless would I be on Saturday if Kenny turned? But this this is the thing. This is the thing, though. Would it really be Kenny 
quote unquote turning because Hangman's been a dickhead for months. Okay, what? all right. Well, I think I think I look too deep into it. I, I look too deep into it because my opinion, my prediction is Hangman turns and he's out of the elite. So he lines himself up with some modern four day, uh, you know, modern day four horsemen. And it's FTR, Spears, him, Tully. But, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess Kenny could just turn on Hangman and leave him hanging. But when when the, when you initially said that, I don't know if this is the way preference interpret it, I'm like, oh, wow, what if Kenny turns on Hangman and he went with FTR? Like, how crazy would that be? I guess that's the way I read and interpreted that statement. Yeah, because I, I do believe that Hangman will end up ditching Kenny and basically turning on Kenny. But the way Ken, Kenny's had, like, this real mean streak as of late, I'm not sure if you guys saw last week when he was... I'm not sure who, who they fit. Was the Dark Order? And he almost tried to kill one yeah. of the guys from Dark Order. And then Young Buck had to stop him. Like what the hell? And, and he's shit? done that with Jurassic Express a couple of times lately. Yeah. So it's like, like what's up? So it's like, what's going on with Kenny? So, so I dr- I dropped this in the group text. Did any of you guys watch Being the Elite this week? No, I did not. All right. So spoiler for you guys. Ma- majority of our listeners are they're they're hipper than y'all, so they know about this. But the real cool thing they did is um. At the end, they did, like, a classic BTE, uh, you know, with, like, classical music in the background and, like, dramatizing what's been going on in the past couple weeks. And it's the Young Bucks losing the match and their their conversation with Hangman and them kicking him out. And then you see, you see Hangman or you see Kenny come in towards the end. And it's, like, Kenny, like, you know, checking, like, leaving his house, like, packing to go to Dynamite this week. And, um... Meanwhile, you see, like, Nick and Matt interacting with their kids. And, like, while they're, like, they're, they're, they're not in the – they're not focusing on, like, doing stuff with their family. They're, like, thinking about that they just kicked Hangman out of the Elite. So the last thing you see on the episode of Being the Elite, Hangman's sitting there in his driver's seat. And he looks up at his rearview mirror. You can tell he's sad and distraught. And then – it, it blanks, it goes to a different image, it goes back to Kenny, and then Kenny's look changed, and he looks like the cleaner. Really? And then boom, end credit. So, also, when you just said, well, what if Kenny, t- like, turned? I thought maybe we would see something with the cleaner tonight, literally the show's ending, and boom, we're watching, we're, we're recording right now. So I didn't even think about, oh, wow, we, I didn't see Kenny do anything with the cleaner, but then you just brought up the chance of Kenny turning. I mean, Kenny could just, you know, he could come out as a cleaner and be, you know, a little more dramatic and, uh, you know, cut the lights off, like six-star classic match, and then turn like turn on Hangman when he loses, and they, they could just have a singles feud. Or if I, I don't know. Either way, I'm either way, I, I'm I'm hype, almost top to bottom of this card, literally like. I think it's what is it, Jurassic Express versus Young Bucks. Like, I, I'm Young Bucks fan, but that's like the least match I'm most interested in. I'm looking forward to this whole card. This is the second match we're discussing, and I'll tell you what, this is the match I'm looking forward to the most. I'm excited. <laughs> I want. Listen, like you brought up the whole four man group, and like for me, best case scenario is when Cody's ready to come back. Sean Spears out of there, and then it's Hangman, Cody, 
and then FTR. Yeah, now, also, I talked about this a few weeks ago as well, about how Kenny Omega's basically been really selfless in AEW, so him coming coming out as the cleaner is actually would actually really work, because I think it's time for Kenny for Kenny to kind of actually finally have his shine. I appreciate him putting everybody else in other in better positions, but I think it's kind of time for Kenny Omega to actually have his shine, so who wins? Uh, oh, FTR wins, new champs. By the way, Prep, he's got a different group logo on his neck. He's not joining a four horseman. <laughs> the uh, yeah, FTR definitely wins. Yeah, I'm going for the revelation. <laughs> I'm going FTR too. Now, in the next up is the uh, possibly career-ending mayhem uh, mimosa mayhem match <laughs> between Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho. I thought this feud's been very entertaining. Uh, I thought the debate was perfect <laughs> for MJ for um, Orange Cassidy to finally speak and speak very well at that. So, where you got you got these two guys splitting matches in over, over the past month, and what do you guys think about this entire thing between Jericho and Cassidy? Very entertaining, very different. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the the match. It's it's gonna be different. There'll be a place set about it in a year. Yeah, I'm excited for Jericho to do the job. I think I think he does put over Orange Cassidy. Jericho has just two, been two in a row. Yeah, Jericho has just been fantastic since, like, His everything birth. in eight. He's just so much fun. Um, he just evolves like, and he always talked about like being different every every time he like has a run but this is just so much fun to see how he adapts to this uh you know this brand and and the style that all these guys work he still knows how to work his way in with them and it's fantastic orange cassidy maybe one of the most overstars in aw maybe like my most i think i like, I have, like, my core four that are not, like, mainstream stars where I'm like, yo, I love Orange Cassidy. I love Darby Allen, Ricky Starks, and then um, MJF. Like, these guys are so much fun to watch, and I can't wait for them to, like, get elevated. All right, so, but, well, the rules in this match, I believe, are you going by pinfall or submission, or you get dumped in a mimosa. And Jericho in a, in a pool of mimosa... Is excellent. So I'll, I'm picking Orange Cassidy. Who you guys going with? Prep already went with Orange Cassidy as well. I um, don't want to make it unanimous. I kind of Jericho being the the first world champion in the company and him putting him over twice seems a little odd to me. So I'm gonna go with Jericho winning. For the AEW Women's World Title, we got a car. She defending her title against the NWA Women's World Champion Thunder Rosa now. Before I ask you guys your thoughts on this, I got a question I want to pose to you guys. Now, I understand Sheeta has been the best from the in-ring perspective, but do you feel they put enough emphasis on the champions? Because I feel that the other women that aren't the champions, you got Britt Baker, Penelope Ford, Big Swole, I think they get more shine than the actual champions that we actually have so far. Uh, I agree. I think it's because the other people have been that you just mentioned, they're all more charismatic, where all the champions excluding nyla rose have been like just workers and then also um they had the they had the, the language um the language issue language barrier oh 
Yeah, th- that's definitely a reason. But this goes back to um, what Pash always says. It, you got sometimes you got to be a bit of more of a wrestler. So I, I just think a lot of times the women's champions that we've had in AEW, they kind of been an afterthought for the most part until it's time for them to actually come out. Pretty pretty good point. Can't argue with it. I think that the uh, this feud has like hasn't got as much attention as it should because that yeah. video package they had for the uh, they run a the, commercial break. I feel like every time something's going on with it. The, the video package they had for the contract signing was so good. And I think we're, we're also overlooking the fact that they're working with the NWA so closely right now. Like, how long before we see Nick Aldis yeah. on AEW? Yeah, that, that was my next I, I don't, thing. I, I hope that's the thing. But so Nick Aldis just, you know, he signs that Fight TV deal and then... I just feel like so many people from NWA have all been picked up. They picked up Eddie Kingston. Uh, Barrett went to NXT. They pick up Ricky Starks. I mean, like, who who of the name value that, like, NWA was getting is still there. I, I mean, basically, it's just the people that are champions. Like James Storm, uh, you know, um, who's he tag champions with in there? Uh, I'm I forget. Passionate, or uh, Prep knows it. No idea. Uh, uh, Bra- oh, is it Bram? The fake Jordans, House of Hardcore. Oh, um, oh Eli, Eli Drake. Eli Drake, see? Yeah, but so, yeah, I just feel like this. Uh, I don't know. I feel bad for the NWA. They had, I mean, coronavirus has killed a lot of a lot of companies, and, and I'm not talking wrestling related. But I feel like if if they're going to kill any wrestling company, it seems like NWA is going to be the one getting it. Yeah, because I would love to see Aldis in there. I actually thought that he might actually enter one of Cody's open challenges when Cody was the champion. And I thought that would be actually cool, especially to be a callback to All Out. and uh, Well, All In, I'm sorry. And then they could have actually had a match at All Out, you know? I thought that would have been kind of interesting to actually do. So, uh, who wins? Sheeta or Thunder Rosa? I'm going to go with Sheeta. Um, I don't know if they want uh, another promotion's belt on the show nonstop, or do you want another promotion, uh, another a champion from a different promotion coming in and beating your champion? I don't know. I think they might try to throw us that uh, curveball and give the belt to Thunder Rosa. I think she's extremely marketable, and uh, maybe what that division needs at the moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with. A I, I wouldn't be mad if that was the result. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Sheeta to retain. Now, um, a, a few quick hits, because I think these, a lot of these matches have kind of been thrown together except for one of them. Uh, so the Dark Orders are going to team up to take on the Natural Nightmares, Scorpio Sky, and Walmart Stakes himself, Matt Cardona. A few weeks ago, Brody Lee captured the TNT title from Cody. What were your guys' thoughts on Brody Lee squashing Cody? Because I've thought i I've been, I've said this for weeks. Cody's been acting like a fucking dickhead. And he actually got really cocky during his title defenses. So he kind of got humbled, and I appreciate that for a, for a storytelling purpose. What are you guys' thoughts on Brody Lee squashing Cody and being the TNT champion? Um, I mean, I, I like Brody Lee and, and what's he doing. Um, due to him, I can't really watch BTE in front of Valentino no more because <laughs> he drops seven F-bombs every damn scene. But, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't hate it. It's kind of like what Prep said earlier about like the whole MJF winning. I just kind of like he won, and I'm like, man, weren't these two like Intercontinental Champions like in the same like year or two? And I'm like, 
oh yeah there's another and like, i don't want to be that guy like I, i'm happy when like underutilized guys from new york come to AEW. i'm like wow yeah it really is a, a new york guy every time a single title changes yeah i enjoyed the squash i thought it was different uh a lot of people pointed out very reminiscent to john cena versus brock lesnar um I like the idea of doing a squash in a uh, title match, especially when it's a new champ. I like the uh, post the post match shenanigans as well. So it was it was entertaining, and I think Brody Lee is going to do good. Uh, I just I guess it's just from watching that Punk uh, interview so many times. It's like, what's next? What happens after this? And obviously they didn't have a challenger set up because they just went straight to this, like, eight-man so he doesn't have to defend the title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... Uh, yeah, so who you guys going with? Going with Dark Order or Natural Nightmares, Cardona, and Scorpio? I'm going to go... I'm going to go with the baby faces and they pin someone aside from the champion. Yeah, I'm going to go to Dark Order. I just don't see Brody Lee taking that out yeah i'm going dark order too do you guys like the dark order i'm indifferent about them um i like them more now than before yeah i kind of want colt to go like a little more like committed to being a part you don't like that whole like like he's delirious about the whole thing basically i mean i'm cool with it but i just look at i I was cool with it at first. I think right now he's been there so long, and now he's going to be part of this eight-man tag match where it's, it's billed as Dark Order. Like, I just, I don't know. I kind of want him to be part of it. Yeah, they said, I, <laughs> this is not my joke. Somebody said he's going to be Colt Cabana, C-U-L-T. <laughs> oh, that's that's a good one. Uh, I'm not what, sure. What if he... What if he wore his uh, his old lucha mask, but just changes the 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 stars to purple? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm not sure Crafty. if this. I'm not sure if this is a match officially yet, or this is going to happen on Dynamite. Feel free to correct me, but uh, I saw an AEW Dark Brandy Rhodes challenged uh, Anna J to a match. Did that happen on this episode of Dynamite or no? It did not happen on this episode of Dynamite. And I don't think it's on All Out. I think that maybe that'll be a future uh, Dynamite match. Okay. But I'm not, I'm not sure. Okay. That John going to be on Dark. Okay. Yeah, it probably <laughs> would be on Dark. They okay. Do try I, okay. Dark. I, I did see Brandy Challenger. That's why I, was, I brought it up. But also, we got a 21-man battle royal for a future shot at the world title. Some guys in there, Darby Allen and Brian Cage. Who are you guys going with? I'm actually looking forward to this because in comparison to... Uh, all in and all out last year, like it was cool. Like the like, you know, what was it the first year? The winner got to face the Ring of Honor World Champion. Yeah, it was the uh, the over the budget battle royal. Yeah, yeah. And then with the Casino Battle Royal, like it was cool. You get you know you get the classic like battle royal, couple surprises and everything. But like the past couple weeks, they've done a good job at building this up. Like you using um, Eddie Kingston and his his group and they're going at it on the mic against jake with archer and archer and uh jake's going on the mic against taz and taz got his crew um and they had a really cool brawl on dynamite tonight that really had me invested in this uh also you know we talked about sean spears briefly a few times earlier i thought it was real cool he came out early on during the segment uh with tully 
And it was kind of the first time you've seen him on Dynamite with Tully in several weeks. And then they kind of just stayed to the side. And then once the brawl was, like, really going out, he came in, got his got some of his stick in. So I, uh, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, I'm going to go, so say Sean Spears wins. Damn, I didn't even think about this, to be honest. I want uh... – I hope Eddie Kingston wins. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that'll be a feel-good moment, and then he'll show. Really they'll show on everybody. So hard. show on everybody. Kingston. Uh, yeah, I didn't put that much thought into it either because the the, 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 two, the two big names in there are Brian Cage and uh, Darby Allen. But at the same time, those two have gotten their title shots. And Darby Allen, he's had more than one title shot already in the past. But, um, uh. You know what? I'll go with Ricky Starks if he's in it. I think that's a good pick. And also, final final on the card is the Broken Rules match with Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara, which is essentially a last man standing match. Who are you guys going with? Sammy Guevara. Matt Hardy, get your old ass out of here. He's put him over too many times for me. I'm just keep sticking with these New York guys. If we for Jericho, I'll go over Matt. Yeah, I'm going to go with Matt Hardy too. So that's everything from the all-out card this weekend. Time out real quick. Have we been unanimous on any match? No, I don't think so. Uh, No, because we were about to. Then you said I'll be different <laughs> and change your mind. True. True, true, true. Yeah. Uh, to, to, uh, Big Soul and Britt Breaker. Is that is that a, is that a match on on a Saturday? Tooth or nail match. Oh God, oh God. I, I love the doctor, but I think she's gonna come, come up. I'm going with Big Soul. Prep. Britt Baker. She's coming back off a bunch of months off, so I'm going with double B as well. Oh God! I, I'm looking I lo- at her eight by ten. I wish I would have got everybody who was at All In that same like announcing there at All In eight by ten. I need to find the rest of those. I, I wonder what? how I wonder how all those uh those marks at the hotel feel now because they once I got their all out poster signed because I have mine and mine is blank, you know. So nobody signed my poster. So like a goal of mine would have been get some get them all signed but I was like I'm, I got I kind of got over autographs at that point but it would be a nice really nice to look at I'll give you that so that's it for all out anything else guys <laughs> I mean I've always it's, got some yeah it's weird that we didn't talk about figures this time but maybe we should save that talk for next week if anybody wants to talk figures I've got nothing <laughs> I mean, they've announced a ton of stuff. So. Yeah. What do you mean you've got nothing? You got nothing to say about figures? Or you haven't bought any. I'm, both. Well, we got a Walter. Well, we got a Walter. Ring, new Ringside exclusive. We got Ashley. Uh, more mock photo shots of Ashley. Well, first mock photo shots of Ashley, who should be who should be in the Ringside any any week now. Basically, it's in early September, so maybe by the, maybe next we get the latest. Anybody pre- did anybody order? pre-order uh series two aw i didn't were we too late because there's only two figures left up there well isn't it different if you pre-order the whole wave 
I think there's what he's no, saying is there's not an option. There's uh, not an option. Oh, right really? Now. Okay. Yeah. So, well, we'll just we'll just be out and have to find him in the wild, or whenever we get a restock, we'll do that. Jacksonville popping. I still haven't seen them in a while. I've seen the I see the empty cardboard container. I've seen it for a second time today. Different store. No. I saw Kenny today. I haven't I haven't seen uh, any not today. Yo, prep. You know what you should start doing? What? Carry a paint pen, and you see a Kenny autograph that motherfucker. <laughs> His autograph's not that hard. It's just a K with the Omega sign. I think what I'm going to start doing is anytime. Now, obviously, I can't remember the Elite Series number, but when you had that, like, um, Ruthless Aggression Error Goldberg Elite, and which is going for coin now, but anytime I see a Goldberg or in a shelf, or I think I'm going to just sign Pash's phone number on it. <laughs> wait, wait the um the white and black trunks Goldberg that goes from yeah. really that just came yeah, out. It's like, it's like 40, 60 bucks. It came out like six months ago. Wow. Well, yeah, it, 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 that that I'm trying to remember what else is. In, I you know what I that's saw the, that one one time. That's the Natty. Gonna be easy. That's the Natty and Andrade set. Yeah, that's that's the most Andrade goes for money. Yeah, I saw somebody post it for seventy five. I thought he was bugging. I. You know what? I offered somebody on eBay. I was trying to buy this Goldberg recently. Oh, you, didn't, you, yeah, never, you never got it? No. Nah. I, I made an offer. And, of course, I got the client. Here's one right. Yeah, there's one on eBay right now. $10.99. $40 shipping. There we go. I hate it here. <laughs> there we go, mamas. But That's uh, how they used to do it with sneakers. Do you remember? I know. It'd be, it'd be, like, it'd be like 20 bucks and... Two ninety nine, two hundred ninety nine dollars shipping. She used to burn me out. <laughs> yeah, but other than yeah, but other than that, yeah, uh, Super Seven figures hit tomorrow for, for our, uh, Myers and Cardona. That'll be interesting to actually find see what they look like, and hopefully they don't break anybody's pockets. Um, Prep said the AW figures they they drop next they drop next month I believe so we'll get them eventually and um. We saw mock images of The Rock, Amazon exclusive Ultimate Edition. We saw that today as well. I and still it, need the Ultimate Edition strong, bad. Mm. Yeah, uh, AEW or Pro Wrestling Tees put out that shirt for Hanukkah Mora in two colors, and they're also donating the proceeds from that shirt to her mom. So if anybody wants to support that, Hanukkah Mora was the wrestler that took her own life a few months ago. Prep's grabbing them both colors, so mm-hmm. don't You're feel right obligated. You don't feel, don't feel obligated to get both. Prep's already doing that, but <laughs> you can definitely get one. Yep. Anything else, guys? You got anything else, Bela? I do not. Nothing. No, I got all my bullshit off. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> oh, Donovan, I posted a picture. Donovan said, and he had time today. Shaking my head. Well, and on that note, <laughs> for the three of us to do it again this week or next week, next week we return for your listening pleasures. Well, I, I hope so because uh, it's, it's been a long time in the making. So that's it for the show, guys. Uh, for X2 Fly, Eric Trimbicki, for Look at this madness. They talking all that they talking all that they talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness. 
talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they. <laughs>